Hi, I'm Don Bish. This is Bolster Risk Management, the podcast dedicated to helping you through your personal insurance and finance journey. Today, episode 36, KiwiSaver, that passive active debate and fees. So recently, I put my nose into the debate around passive and active investing. Uh, in my comment on the uh, LinkedIn article, I pondered why the choice should be so binary, why one or the other. My observation of investments is that the prudent path seems to be one of diversification. So the old euphemism of not having all your eggs in one basket is, uh, seems to be well understood. So diversification can be across asset classes, uh, specialized investment products, and geographical markets. So how does this affect your choice in KiwiSaver? Well, we can only choose one fund. As far as KiwiSaver is concerned currently, we must put all our eggs in that one fund basket. Okay, so key, ta key takeaways today. The birth of KiwiSaver. How do you diversify your risk with one fund, which is your KiwiSaver? Uh, that debate of passive active fees. And is your 3 plus 3% contribution enough? So born in the Great Recession or the GFC or whatever doom spell description you want to use, KiwiSaver has just had its 13th birthday. Happy birthday, KiwiSaver. Woo, what a life. Well, the markets were low and then they had the longest bull run, culminating in the COVID pandemic dramatic entrance that we had earlier this year. Essentially, the market is, uh, well, it was strong. All KiwiSaver providers could demonstrate good growth. After all, a rising tide lifts all boats. However, economic cycles are usually around seven to 10 years, not the 13 years that we had with the recent cycle. So what happens from this point on? Will those rising stars still shine? So how do you diversify your risk when you just have one fund, which is your KiwiSaver? Look, it's easy to get bamboozled into thinking there are basically three types of fund. Your low risk conservative fund, uh, your moderate risk or balanced, and then your high growth uh, or high risk. Your diversification happens within that. There's not too much choice. All providers are basically the same, right? Well, no, wrong. A review by the FMA in 2015 showed that only three out of 1,000 people with KiwiSaver got advice about their investment. Three out of 1,000. Now, that might have changed a little bit in the last five years, but it's still poor. With the regulatory changes that are due to hit us in March 2021 next year, uh, this lack of client advice is going to be under the microscope. My issue here is that if clients are not getting the advice on their fund decisions that they make, that can end up costing them tens of thousands, yes, tens of thousands of dollars as they near retirement and potentially or choose to exit KiwiSaver. Just as importantly, if people's requirement for the mix within their fund, so their needs change over time and therefore the, the, the asset allocation between uh, your typical low risk, moderate and high risk assets needs to change as they get older. Now, if only three in 1,000 people are getting advice, how do they know when or if they should rebalance their own portfolio? So out of the 30-odd schemes that are offered to New Zealanders to meet their retirement objectives, only nine have life cycle options. So life cycle is a type of fund that automatically rebalances your allocation as you get older, uh, ensuring that the best return and best fit for purpose, uh, depending on your stage of life. Of these nine, only one scheme entered funds offers the waterfall asset allocation, um, which ensures clients are rebalanced every 12 months for their lifetime. Now, each fund provider will invest in a range of assets and markets. Okay, A good financial advisor will help you understand how diverse that portfolio is and if that meets your requirements. 
Remember those eggs, spread them far and wide. Why? Because as we've seen recently with the COVID market scares, different stocks, different assets, and different markets all react to the same information differently. Passive, active, and the fees you pay. So KiwiSaver was not designed to be a short-term speculative investment. You are potentially investing for decades. You're going to have bull markets and bears and economic growth and recessions. Markets and economies are not uniform and ordered. Passive investing will choose a strategic stock or invest uh, index and hold that for three decades, limiting active uh, management, uh, thereby allowing for lower fees. Basically, they're doing less work to do that. For active managers, the ability to be dynamic within the market and within economic conditions allows the manager to respond to the changes with speed. And they can do that while still being focused on the long-term target allocations of each fund. And thus, we have the birth of the KiwiSaver active-passive debate. Many commentators suggest aiming for the lowest fees, and with good reason. Excessive fees can chew up a fair chunk of change, certainly uh, compounded over time. Just going for lower fees might sound worthy, but if your diversification is limited, then potentially you're overexposed in certain markets or assets. That means that your eggs are bunched together in just a few baskets. Lower fees, yes. Higher returns in the short terms and as markets rise, yes, but potentially with long-term consequences. However, research generally covered only a 10-year period for the bull market, uh, the research on the KiwiSavers, not in the two to three decades that most KiwiSaver investors will enjoy. So when I think about financial risk management, there is the upside, of course, which baskets you put in your eggs in, uh, which markets, etc. And what about the downside? We know everything is cyclical. We know uh, that you know you're going to have ups and downs and what have you. So how do you ensure against the downturn? Well, if you're in a passive fund, there's not much that you can do. The index go up, you smile. The index go down, you frown. Active management, however, assumes that using that dynamic dynamic approach that we mentioned earlier, that you have an insurance policy that's activated when things go south. In finance, that's done with hedging. Effectively, you're profiting from price declines. As with any insurance, though, it costs. It costs a premium to take a position of risk. Ah, here we go. Suddenly, the idea of paying a fee makes a little more sense. You're not just paying for the upside management and the bullish quality returns. You're also paying for the downside risk management. And in fact, you're also paying for the insurance on that downside, the hedging vehicle. If you have a KiwiSaver for two to three decades, you're likely to see uh, two to three downturns. Uh, Do you want to have an insurance policy in place for that or not? Active management of your KiwiSaver can provide that insurance policy. Ultimately, you get what you pay for. There are several no-frills KiwiSaver funds offering low rates, and that's good. That's a good thing. They are servicing a part of the market that wants that. There are also other providers that provide solid downside mitigation while actively diversifying your uh, your, your risk across assets, markets, and geographies. Okay, a lot to cover in this segment. Just going to finish it off then on the three by three. So what do I mean by the three by three? So my wife and I, we, we arrived in New Zealand from Melbourne back in 2004, and we were used to paying uh, 9% for superannuation. At the time, New Zealand didn't have the KiwiSaver, yet the discussion was already starting to run hot about the pros and cons. 
I'm still a bit baffled by the fact that anyone thinks that uh, 3% plus 3% is enough to retire on. And what I mean by that is 3% from you and 3% from your employer. The numbers don't stack up. Uh, a report from my fiduciary uh, showed that if you wanted to retire at 70% of your pre-retirement income, you'd need to contribute at a higher rate than the default 3 plus 3% on your employee, 3% employer rate. Now, that report assumed that you still receive the national superannuation at age 65 and onwards. Now, a challenge right now is that the New Zealand government has taken on huge debt in trying to manage their COVID response. Their debt is going to put pressure on future governments. Superannuation spending accounts for nearly 40% of the government's spending. With an ageing population, that number is only going to get continued. It's just going to get tough. Now, the Retirement Commission here in NZ uh, is known to have said that retirement planning can be thought of as a three-legged stool. And the legs of the stool is KiwiSaver, your NZ Super, and other assets. Other assets. So how does that stool stand if the NZ Super is not there in, to help in the future? And many people I speak with do not even have the other assets. So now we're left with a one-legged stool for the population's retirement. That sounds a little risky. Now, there are other products out there that people can use, other managed funds that work as a, an unlocked KiwiSaver vehicle. Throw in an, an additional 3% with one of these, uh, with one of these products, and you're now at least investing 3% of your own, 3% of your employer, and then 3% in an unlocked. Now, maybe 9% isn't the right choice for you. Maybe an unlocked KiwiSaver isn't right either. Regardless, some investment advice from a professional advisor is worthwhile. Get some knowledge so that you can decide what type of retirement and investing plan you want. Not all KiwiSaver schemes are created equally. Fees and quarterly returns may be important. However, your long-term financial planning may require a little more thought. Right. Big session today. Big session. That was uh, 10 minutes. I think that's probably my longest yet. Uh, KiwiSaver retirement. It is a big beast. Um, there we go. Crammed it in. Uh, Remember, as I always say, none of this constitutes as personal advice. I talk in generalized terms, but to give you enough information that you can have a bit more of an idea of, of what you're going to talk about with your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, you can't remember their name, drop me a line. If I can't help you, I'll put you in touch with someone who can. Uh, remember, very easy to get in contact with us. Uh, website is uh, bolsteriskmanagement.com. We are a New Zealand company. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, crikey, podcasts, videos, YouTube, we're all over it. Until next time, thanks guys.